It's here, Chiefs Kingdom. Time for the Chiefs to make their last stand against an opponent that can give them a run. They're in a unique position, and everything is on the line this week as they take the field against the Bengals. We're going to talk about them, how it's going to get done, what it's going to cost, and how they get there. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. You said on the line, and I couldn't help but chuckle, so my bad. I always uh, do. <laughs> happy Red Friday. <laughs> and to you, I hope you guys are all doing well out there. And, and um, Happy uh, New Year's <laughs> to everybody, because you know when this is coming out, it'll basically be New Year's Eve. So uh, yeah. I hope you guys are going to have a safe and happy New Year's, and uh, we will be back on, well, normal time on Sunday, right after the game is over, uh, to talk right. about this game, uh, but Thank you so much for another great year, and we really do appreciate it. Yeah, please stay safe on this particular New Year's. This has been a long year. We might as well not add any kind of other drama to it. So everybody take it easy. Enjoy your life and your families. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the new year because I'm ready for this one to be over with. It's been oh. it's been enough. Yeah, it it's has been a been. long December to quote Adam Duritz. <laughs> it has been a very long December, and I am ready for 2022. Uh, although, to be fair, I was really ready for 2021 when it started, when the decade ended, and we all know how that kind of went. So, um, yeah. Regardless, it's going to be a good year for the Chiefs. They're headed to the playoffs. They're against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I do want to throw out really quick the Chiefs just put this out. Tyree Kill needs two catches on Sunday to beat the Chiefs receiving record for number of receptions in a season. Uh, so I would say he is going to get that. Travis Kelsey needs five receptions to be the fastest tight end in NFL history uh, to 700 receptions. And if he yeah. gets it on Sunday, he beats it by 19 games. <laughs> so wow, he's going to <laughs> shatter that record. Just throwing that out there. I need a touchdown for Tyreek just so that everybody in my dynasty league, and yes, you guys know you listen, so they can understand that, I yes, I am still champion for the third year in a row, and that's just the way that it's going to be, folks. So be prepared. Not cocky <laughs> I don't get to talk all. trash. I don't get to talk trash about much because I only play in the one league anymore. So yep. I, no, have I, to, I have to hit those guys when I can. Yeah, I've definitely got to figure out what I'm going to do next year when it comes to fancy. I did not do well this year. Uh, honestly struggled at the tight end position, but – man, you start looking at some of those drafting leagues and either Kelsey or all the top tight ends go really early or you're spending mm -hmm. a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, and, and guys like Kelsey and Hill are there for a reason. They're gone quick for a reason because they do this and they do it all the way now through, especially with the fantasy format, the way that it is that now week 16 matters. Week 17 is going to matter. So there's a lot more on it. And that's why the top players at their positions always drag as much cash into it if you're playing uh, one of those uh, Moneyline-type fantasy leagues. It comes down to they're the two main weapons. They have to get fed. They will do that against the Bengals. The Bengals have a de defense that can try to throw some things at them. I don't think they can stop either of the two weapons. So it's about getting them into the ballgame, but not necessarily like emphasizing them too long. I think there is something in the back of Andy Reid's mind about getting some of the backups some more time if there's an opportunity. That's a big yeah. if against this Bengals team. It's a huge if against this Bengals team. And I do want to say also, it came out, I believe it was on Thursday, Patrick Mahomes was talking to the media, maybe it was on Wednesday, uh, and he said that Tyreek Hill was a little bit worn down going into that game last week. 
uh, due to, you know, just coming off the COVID list and he was not ready for a full slate. And we kind of figured that with his usage. Uh, and also, I mean, the game kind of led itself to being allowing him the time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I expect him to be back to pretty much normal in this ball game. Um, hopefully, Travis Kelsey, because of, of not coming off the list so close to the ball game, should be close to that 80 90%. We hope he looks pretty tired the last time he was on the field, so hopefully, some extra rest helped. Well, I mean, 191 but, yards and, and basically putting the team on your back to get them to victory. So, I mean, I guess I kind of get it why he was exhausted against the Chargers. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, and he might have already been dealing with some of the early symptoms too so there was a little right. chair in between the eight and the seven on his back that the rest of the team got to sit in so i hope that he's he's back to normal i expect them to emphasize those guys early along with the run game which i think is going to be pretty profitable for the chiefs this particular game um the game plan itself i think has to be a little bit more fluid uh, particularly on the defensive side we're going to talk about our keys and a couple of matchups here that you guys need to pay attention to but uh, i think really the, as far as the game planning goes it is about Two things, really. Can you exploit when you get a shot at, at man? I don't think they're going to see a whole lot of man coverage, uh, particularly on, on Hill, but Kelsey as well. And can you make sure that you're able to stop their big pair in, in Higgins and Chase? And whether that means you know playing too high and, and bracketing both or doing something strange or rotation or whatever it's going to be, those are the two major criteria for this game plan. Yeah, and I think that that's what you have to do going into this game is you got to go, you got to go shut those guys down. And this is something I talked about on the crossover. This is a fantastic uh, test for this Chiefs defense because this is a play playoff caliber offense, and it with that offense comes the responsibility of can you stop them? If you can stop them, then they will be in a good position to win this game. If they can't, uh, that's going to be something they're going to need to work on for the playoffs. Uh, I still think that this off or this defense is for real. So I do expect that it's going to be uh, Cincinnati's offense. It's going to be slowed down a, a bit. If you didn't check out the crossover episode, you need to go check that out. A lot of inside information in that podcast and a lot of talk about the interior pressure. Well, actually just the pressure in general on Joe Burrow going into this game. Yeah. Pressure is going to be one of my key takeaways that we're going to have to hit rather early here when we get to our goals to go. So, with that said, we'll see who can actually get down to it. And I want to talk to you guys about our favorites because I have props and they're great. <laughs> because Built Bar is moving into the new year with all kinds of new resolutions. They can help you as well. Whether it's eating these protein-dense actual nutrition bars versus candy or chocolates or whatever you might be snacking on lately. That makes the difference in your, your new year. And that resolution is something you can keep up all year long because Built Bar has all kinds of flavors, all kinds of macronutrients that you need. This is the perfect meal replacement or the snack replacement that you want. 130 to 150 calories on average, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein on average compared to a candy bar that's like 240 calories. And most of that being sugar, not much net protein at all. So this is key to your new year and getting ahead on it. Get rid of your secret stashes and plant some built bars around the house that makes things easier you might have to hide them from your kids if you're like me because i certainly have to and even though you might not be a fan of huge uh, of working out or needing the extra protein for that it can certainly help with that all the flavors are changing all the time they have brand new stuff coming out constantly my favorites are still here these toffee almond and the uh cookie dough crunch and there's a coconut as well that you guys need to check out all you have to do to do that is go over to built.com 
and use our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. That's Built.com, and the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. I might do that now. <laughs> Go get some more that you can hide from the kids. Yeah, right? Yeah. I got a little stash back there behind the, the wood wall. I got all kinds of stuff. I, I will say, when you start looking at this game and you start looking at the matchups that are going to be key in this game, I know we talked a lot yesterday about the pressure that is going to be on Joe Burrow. But to me, one of the bigger matchups in this game is going to be Trey Hendrickson against Orlando Brown Jr. Because if you keep Patrick Mahomes upright and keep the pressure off of him, that's going to go a long way to winning this game. So I think that's one of the huge key matchups in this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start in terms of of what's more important for pressure for both of these teams. Is it interior or is it exterior? Did you come away from that conversation yesterday with a, a better feel for it in terms of what the Bengals need? I think that they're just afraid of Chris Jones. <laughs> they talked a lot about – yeah, no, I, I get that. I They talked a lot about Chris Jones and how he can disrupt a game, and I completely agree that he can. Uh, I think the real key, though, is, is that you're looking at a Bengals unit that's given up 47 sacks this year. Uh, that's almost double what Patrick Mahomes has been sacked. So I think that you're looking at this game, and and I think that you're looking at a situation where Kansas City, if they can keep Mahomes upright and maybe him only get hit, you know, three or four times in the entire game, this is going to be something that's going to play a lot in their favor. And I expect Chris Jones to disrupt in the middle. I, I expect Jerron Reed to do the same. And I think that Frank Clark and Melvin Ingram are going to get pressure as well. Yeah, you know, and this is this is a sad day for me because I have to point out that one of the guys that's giving up quite a bit of pressure is Akeem Adenje, a Jayhawk, that uh, you like to emphasize those guys in the league because they don't come along there that often, but this is going to be a tough matchup. I think the Chiefs have the advantage all the way around, but particularly in at the left guard spot, a little bit more, a uh, little similar uh, on the right-hand side, not quite as much. I, I think when you look at Hopkins uh, at their center, I think you can take advantage of him as well, especially with Chris's quickness in particular. So what does that do to not a rookie anymore, but a young quarterback that really has seen this kind of pressure through the season, but not quite like this? Well, and one of the things we did talk about on the crossover was how it's basically their entire right set of their offensive line that's struggling. So I do think that that's something to watch. And if their center is struggling, uh, you have a situation where Jerron Reed and Chris Jones can both get pressure. You have Deshaun Wharton, who stepped up and is also giving the Chiefs pressure at times, uh, rushing from the interior. So you have guys that can do that. And Joe Burrow has been has shown that if he is pressured a lot, it's not going to be a game like he had against the Baltimore Ravens and nothing against the Bengals, but they did basically play the JV version of the Baltimore Ravens the week before. Yeah, and, and that is significant. I mean, there's five pressures given up last week by Isaiah Prince uh, playing at that right tackle spot. Now, I know that when you have w- what the Chiefs go through as well, when you're jumbling, you're changing out guys, protection has to come at a price when you have backups in there. That's just what it is. But I think Melvin Ingram is going to have a chance over there. You might see Frank Clark flipping over to the right hand, left-hand side of the defense to go against the right tackle as well. So one goal to go is to produce that pressure. Another is to make sure that you don't allow it on the opposite side for Patrick. Uh, Luke's Niang's been practicing. I don't know if he gets the start yet, but I'm feeling pretty good either way with the performance that we've had from Wiley at right tackle. And if Niang is back in there, I think we're going to be all right that way as well. Yeah, and I'm very impressed with what I've seen from Wiley the past couple of weeks. I know T.J. Watt was injured, so you take that with a grain of salt a little bit. <laughs> but at the same time, it's T.J. Watt. I apologize. Uh, still dealing with cough. I apologize, guys. Um, 
But you look at the pressure that Mahomes has been under at times. It's usually come from the right tackle position. Most of the rest of the offensive line has been very solid at all, pretty much the entire season. And I think that if you get to a point where I'm starting to wonder if they start putting Niang back in as a starting right tackle because Wiley is playing well enough uh, to where I think that they could just roll with him for the rest of the off or for the rest of the season if he continues to play well because he's already got he's already in there and got the chemistry with Trey Smith and they're on the same page. Uh, not only I mean yes you can get that back with Lucas Niang but I just wonder if they continue to roll with who's been working the past couple of weeks. This is going to be the challenge, and I'm glad you mentioned Trey Henderson before because eight pressures for him last week alone. That's a pretty good test. Now, if it doesn't go swimmingly, I think you got to switch back to Yang because we saw a similar thing happen last year where Wiley played well during the regular season. We kind of put our money on that as we went yep. through and then wasn't able to perform in the, in the Super Bowl. So I'd rather see you not have to make a switch should you get in a tight situation and have to make a switch mid-game or, or mid-playoff run. Yeah, no, and I agree. I think that you have to really pay attention to who's playing well and who's not. The other thing for me is, is Niang going to be fully healthy? Is he going to be fully ready to go? Uh, just a question when it comes to, you know, COVID, and I really hate talking about it because we're getting a lot of pushback on on talking about it, but I will say COVID affects di- people differently. And yeah. when it comes to respiratory stuff like this, it can really affect people differently. And it's just a big question. How is it going to affect uh, different players and we'll see how that ends up and, and hopefully they're all good to go and, and they're back to where they were but uh, that's a big question mark going into this game to see how those guys that are just coming back from the COVID list are going to play in this game now the other goal to go for me is Mahomes doing what he did last week and holding on to the ball and not turning it over if Kansas mm-hmm. City doesn't turn the ball over in this game I don't think it's really going to be much of a game. I think Kansas City will control the game most of the, most of the time because I do expect that they're going to create a turnover or two from Cincinnati. Yeah, I have to think so as well. I think there's going to be opportunities there. It is controlling, obviously, the, the wideouts. Now, Zuma's not a bad tight end either. I know that's been the Achilles heel for some of the defense here lately, but with Bolton back, you have to think that you're going to be able to let Willie in there and, and run in coverage, or you're going to drop in that uh, – three safety set and let Sorensen take that. Now, if the tight end is – well, yeah, I'm getting to that. But in the passing game, if the tight end is the one that's hurting you, I feel like you're doing your job and and you're able to let Patrick play with a bit more of a lead. That comes back to exactly what you just said. It's uh, it's Mixon seems to be the spark plug now. So do you stack? Do you stay in the base? I think you have to try to stay in the base as much as you can. And I said mix it not necessarily just for the running game. I'm also saying it for the passing game because mm-hmm. that has also been a, an Achilles heel for this defense at, at times this year is the running back out of the backfield catching the ball. So something to watch. And, you know, this is a great test for this defense. This is to figure out, okay, we saw them early in the year playing against playoff caliber offenses. We saw how they played against the Chargers. But to me, and I said this on the crossover yesterday, that's not really a fair test. You're without Chris Jones, you're without Nick Bolton, and you're without Legereus Sneed. I mean, yeah. you know, injuries or not, I mean, yes, those happen, but, you know, all those those three guys, without those players, it's a completely different defense. So, to me, going into this game, if you get Fitton back and you get Sneed back and you get, you know, Chris Jones is back, obviously. So, you have all these pieces that are back on defense. Now it's a question of how do you put them together 
do you get the pressure on the quarterback? Because if you shut down their passing game, I don't see how they're going to be able to run the ball. Yeah, yeah. shutting down the passing game is probably a lofty goal, in my opinion. Both the receivers went over 100 yards last week. I mean, T. Higgins nearly hit 200 yards. And it's funny because that shadows what you were saying about Mixon's he was their third receiver and still got 70 yards in the pass game. So that that's true. Like, I think it's more likely that you play in the base, you stack that, and you try to take away the run first, and then you're going to have to play your cards against the passing game. Either way, I, I think that you're, you're going to be in stable position as long as the offense is able to do what it does and turn out and put up some points. Yeah. And, and I do want to say, you know, this goes back to my JV comment earlier about the Ravens. They were playing a bunch of their corners that are, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth corners on the depth chart. That's a lot different situation than you're going against in Kansas City, where you have three corners that have played very well when they're playing together in Legereus Sneed, Shavarius Ward, and uh, Rashad Finn. And that doesn't even count DeAndre Baker or Mike Hughes. So I think that this is going to be a great test to see how they can stack up against that type of receiving core. And it looks like they're going to have most of their players back. We're going to check in with that and who is the only couple of, of question marks there, as well as, look, what does this mean for the playoffs? And then we're going to give you our predictions. We'll be right back with that. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. It's starting with nearly a full slate. And like mm-hmm. you mentioned, Rashad Fenton, back. Um, all the other players back. The only player not practicing today that is currently you know, slated to even be a factor down the stretch is Clyde. We know he's week to week. That's not a problem. Jarek McKinnon's even out there. He has not been activated from IR, but he's in his window. Could happen on Saturday. Right. And so with the clearing of the COVID list, everybody back on the practice field, you have to feel pretty good about that. And they need it because right now is their opportunity. They are currently the first seed, but they have to maintain that because should they lose, they will drop into a tie with the Titans. The Titans have the tie break that makes you the fourth seed like that. So maintaining your poise and your focus is is what has to happen. As you go through that, though, you see that there are a number of other things. Should the Titans lose, they have a very tough game against the Dolphins who've looked good as of late, Uh, I think there's a possibility that that may close the gap. And should the Titans lose, you have the first round by cinched up. At which point, next week's game becomes a big question mark about who who gets on the field. But in the meantime, keep an eye out there. Should the Packers lose for any reason? All of a sudden, the Chiefs will not only have the top seed in the AFC – They'd have the best record in the NFL tied with those Packers. So it's amazing how far we've come from three and four to where we are now. I think that there's a lot riding on this week, and I'm guessing that the team is going to be very, very prepared for it. There's a ton riding on this game, and they know it. And I I don't think this team crumbles under pressure. I think they play the best under pressure, to be quite honest with you. I think that's part of the reason maybe we saw what we saw early in the season is because they felt like they could be loose. And they didn't really have any pressure. And we see what they've done the past couple of weeks. I do want to point out really quick, if the Chiefs lose, they would drop to the two seed, not the four seed. But 
Uh, other, oh, I thought the, the tie breaks took them to four. My <clears throat> no, because they're still two games up on everybody else. The only team that could get close to them is the Titans at this point. Unless they lose lose out, then yeah. you, you could go to the four seed. Yeah, that changes all kinds of things. <clears throat> Although at this point, with only one team getting a bye, two versus four isn't, isn't any difference at all. Right. Well, other than you could be hosting – multiple games at home if you're the higher seed. So, I mean, that there's potentially that down the stretch. But you're absolutely right. I mean, this is a huge game for this team, and they know it's a huge game. I fully expect that all their stars and all the playmakers are going to be out and they're going to be ready to go, and you're going to see Patrick Mahomes ready to go in this game, and he's going to be uh, ready. He's coming off – actually, we didn't mention this earlier. He's coming off being named the AFC Offensive Player of the Month in December. So – uh, he not only had a good game the past couple of weeks, but he's had a very good month. So I think that's a plus going forward as well. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. I was looking at Facebook a little bit earlier today, and one of the videos that came up was uh, McCall Hardman in his game that he played against the Buffalo Bills in the playoff game, the AFC Championship last year. And he muffled he muffed the pun at the very beginning of the game. A lot of people forget that. But to watch mm-hmm. the people on the sidelines, to watch Travis Kelsey, to watch Tyree Kill, to watch Patrick Mahomes – walk over and tell him to get out of his head and just go make plays, just go play like he plays, tells me that this team has leadership. It has the players in place that they're always going to be fighting. They're always going to be scrapping. And now you've added more players that I think are also of that mindset. I guarantee you Trey Smith is of that mindset. Creed Humphreys of that mindset. Orlando Brown is of that mindset. Those are all guys that are going to be going and fighting. And you just watch them on Sundays and you see how fired up they are to play for the play for this team and play this game yeah i think that's a factor in everything that's gone on with this turnaround watch for our exclusive uh coming show folks how patty got his groove back um but that (laughs) has happened (laughs) and it all goes into the support system that goes around it he can't be the one guy anymore we saw that a couple seasons ago when you lost the afc championship game trying Mm -hmm. to be one guy out there it takes this whole team and i I agree with you i think they're back but so do you want to adjust your your prediction is my question yeah, I probably do. I, I want to say one more thing, though, really before, quick before we go there. The thing that really stood out to me, and we talked about this a little bit, but it really still stands out to me about this game against the Steelers. I don't know. Like, Mahomes always seemed to go into a game and always be looking downfield first, or at least early in the game. In that Steelers game, he came out and just took it. He just yeah. looked and took what was there and was like, okay, you're going to play us short? Okay, fine. I'll hit Tyree Kill, I'll hit Tyree Kill, I'll hit, you know, whoever's open short. He just took what the defense was giving him. If he is of that mindset going into the rest of the season, watch out defenses because you're not going to be able to stop him short because you just don't have enough bodies. And if you try to bring somebody up, he will take deep shots. So it's like we've been talking about making that adjustment all season. Huh? I wonder where yeah. that came from. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's finally doing it. And I'm not saying he hasn't done it in previous games. But I feel like Not in that, that Pittsburgh extent. game, yeah, I feel like in that Pittsburgh game, he really took it to another level and just from the start of the game was like, okay, fine, you're going to go short. Here we go. Let's do it. And I and think that's, that's huge going forward. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's it's put it where they ain't. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they're doing. There's a weakness somewhere, fine and exploited. That's what every game plan should come down to. I think sometimes they get a little too keyed up on certain aspects of what they want to do rather than just doing something simply like that. Wherever they're weak, just attack it until they change. Yep, It works. So that said, I think it will work on this game as well. 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to be as optimistic as I was against the Steelers. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think. I think at the end of the day, they're going to give up some some plays, especially depending on on the conditioning for Rashad Fenton in particular. So if Mike Hughes is out there, the the height of the receivers, uh, particularly Higgins, I think that's a matchup that's a little troublesome, particularly for Hughes. So I do think that they will get some of their big splash plays. I don't think it's going to be enough for them, though. It comes down to if Joe Mixon is the guy that's hurting you the most and they're in fine shape, same thing like we talked about with the tight end. So at the end of the day, I think the Chiefs are on a roll. I think they do put up good numbers. I'm going to call it 24-31 Chiefs. Oh, so you're going to say the Bengals give up or score 24 points. Yeah. I think that the defense steps up in this game. I think that they've looked at how they played over the past couple of weeks, and I think they were pissed off how the Pittsburgh game ended because they didn't want to give up any mm. points or a touchdown. <laughs> right. Um, and, yes, they were doing it with their second and third, third team players, and I, I get that, but it's a proud unit. I do think that this is going to be something that they're going to take on as a challenge, and I'm not so sure that, that, that Cincinnati scores more than 20 points in this game. Uh, I could I see them right. scoring 17 and, and maybe even less than that. If the Chiefs defense plays like they're able to play, I do think that the interior pressure of Chris Jones and Jerron Reed is going to give the Bengals fits and it's going to make them very hard uh, to be able to, it's going to make it very hard for them to be able to move the ball up and down the field, even with the fantastic weapons as they have, that they have a wide receiver. Because you have to remember, if they're getting interior pressure, they're only getting two or three seconds to throw the ball. Those wide receivers generally aren't going to get off the coverage of the Chiefs' DBs in that two to three seconds. You're going to be throwing contested balls, and you're probably going to get turnovers. So I think that works in Kansas City's favor. Uh, I could see Kansas City scoring 31 in this game. I think it's really going to depend on how the game plays out. Uh, so I'm going to go 31-17. Ah, okay. We'd like to know what you guys think. If you'd leave your comments on the YouTube channel with your predictions, that's the easiest way for us to see them and to give some feedback to you. We like having the conversations over there, but you got to like, sub, and hit the bell before you do that so that you make sure that you see all of the videos. You can also listen on all the audio platforms. We're always free wherever we are, so we appreciate your support and listening to the ads and clicking through them when you need to, whatever has to happen. It is what it is, but we thank you. This has been a great year. We hope that you have a safe holiday and that we'll be back with you post-game to start off the next year with a win, knock on wood, um, from all of us here on the Lockdown Network, particularly for Chris and for I. We very much appreciate you guys. Thank you for the, all you've done for us. And uh, Happy New Year. Chris, Happy New Year to you. I hope that you have a good night. Happy New Year, and Happy New Year to everybody. Have a safe and Happy New Year. And we will talk to you in 2022.